0: Jeff Becomes Jeff Podcast Show. We hope that you are enjoying the show. Thank you for tuning in. That was a very poor robotic impression. I will probably do something in post-production to make it sound cooler. All right, so we are back with another episode. I will have guest episodes coming up very soon, I promise. But in the meanwhile, let's discuss a topic that may be... A bit polarizing to some, I'm going to have people that disagree with this, I don't care. I'm allowed to say whatever I want. It's my podcast. I'm entitled to my opinion. If you don't like it, you do not have to listen. And while the focus of the podcast discussion is going to be about things other than this one specific thing, you probably guessed it from the title of the podcast, bullying i have had issues with bullying and just the complaint of bullying over the last 15 to 20 years it's gotten out of control this is where we started to get to this current thin-skinned society that is butthurt hurt by words and things that shouldn't hurt you you know for me bullying growing up was just a part of life even outside of school at home I have an older brother who is about two and a half years older than me, and he was always more the star jock, the star athlete. I was more not so much any of that, much to my brother and my father's chagrin. So the bullying on me took place at home on the reg, as the cool kids say. But, yes, I also received it in school and sometimes at the directive of my brother because once I was in high school, we shared the same high school for two years. And, of course, now he's the junior and the senior while I'm the freshman and the sophomore. So, boy, did that not go well at all times. You know, a lot of that stuff in high school, at least, like, let's say, for example, marching band. When I went into marching band in the ninth grade, I played trumpet, and all of the trumpet guys or whatever – I don't know this to be 100% accurate, but when they gave me my swirly, and if you don't know what a swirly is, that's when a group of guys grab you, turn you upside down, stick your head in a toilet, and then flush it. And then it makes your hair go all swirly. But it was kind of under the impression of acceptance and initiation and a rites of passage kind of thing, as if, don't worry, we went through this too and we were a freshman. You know, if you've ever seen the movie Dazed and Confused, there's the whole paddling the new incoming freshmen from the seniors. And for the most part, you have a few assholes who take it way too far, but the majority of people are like, you know what? I went through this too. I got to do it. You're going to do it. It's just rites of passage. So we definitely have to be careful not to misinterpret rites of passage as bullying. Yes, it can be perceived that way. But in most instances, the rites of passage type of approach is more of an inclusive and accepting behavior or activity. It's not done out of just straight malice. And let's also clarify, if you do something out of just straight malice to someone, it's not necessarily bullying. Maybe that person deserves it. Maybe you just really hate that person and you feel you have a justifiable reason. It's all a matter of perception. You know, you can't expect that's one of the problems with all the butthurt, thin-skinned people in this world is they want everybody to have their perception and their perspective, and that's just not how biology works we are individual i will never ever have a single thought of another human being on this planet past present or future nor will another living being on this planet have a thought of mine not identical we may have similar thoughts and ideologies but from my own consciousness from my own personal perspective that is mine and mine alone and honestly i don't really give a shit If that bothers people because they are not part of my consciousness they may be part of the outside world but they are not part of my consciousness no one is no one will be boy this got really deep all that to say that's another problem with a lot of the modern society and creating this basically generations new generations of just oh I don't know how do I put this nice pussies Uh, they're just not equipped mentally and many times physically to handle what actually awaits them in the adult world. So we can't lump everything into this one word because then everyone feels bullied all the time. Well, guess what? If someone does something to you or says something to you because you're an asshole, you're not being bullied. Maybe you don't know you're an asshole because you're in your own consciousness and you're in your own perspective and you don't see yourself from an outside point of view. So let's quit lumping everything into bullying. I'm not saying I agree with bullying, but a lot of this type of mentality has to do with, you know, your upbringing, obviously, just like racism. You're not, I mean, at this point in 2021, to have like anyone of any race in America that is just blatantly racist toward other races, it's just stupid. But. What do you think is a higher likelihood that the person who is stupidly racist in 2021, that their parents and family growing up were racist or weren't racist? Bob, I'm gonna go with they were racist. That is correct. Tell him what he won, Terry. He's won a lifetime supply of Rice-A-Roni, the San Francisco treat, and a copy of Hulk Hogan's autobiography. I'm not orange, I'm golden. So, yes, your upbringing has a lot to do with it. The fact that I was close to my mom growing up because I didn't really gravitate towards the sports and the the jock mentality. That's that's what my dad was. He was like, you know, the track star, the baseball, football, all this stuff back, you know, when Jesus was still a baby. OK, not that long ago, but a while ago. And, of course, he had been raised in a very strict family, so he passed those disciplinary ideologies of parenting on to his own style. You know, everyone says, I'm not going to be my parents, I swear. And then most people turn into their parents. But it's because you have that ingrained ideology and how to practice parenting based on the only parenting that you know, your own parents. My brother... Being more of that testosterone-fueled, stereotypical teen male, you know, sports kid, was he a bully? I mean, to me, for sure, but he wasn't being a bully. He was being an asshole older brother. See, there is a difference. He wasn't bullying me out of malice. He always felt like he had a reason. I had done something to annoy him, to piss him off, something. You know, that's just brotherly spats, Neither of us ever went to the hospital. Neither of us ever died because of these brotherly spats. But my brother was definitely, you know, he had been in fights. I am 46 years old and I've never been in a physical altercation. I've come close, but I am a more logical thinker and I really don't like to resort to violence for anything. I think it's stupid and animalistic and I realize that I have control over some of those stupid animalistic instincts and I choose to exercise that control. Now, had I not grown up closer with my mom and more gravitating towards arts and music and things like that, there's a higher likelihood that my current personal asshole score could or would be higher now it's not to say that people that are competitive or are in sports are assholes it's not to say they're not though (laughs) but i have digressed you know in addition to what i would call home bullying yes i was bullied at school you know i mentioned the swirly but again don't really count that as bullying that was more of a rites of passage situation for marching band I remember being bullied on the bus, whether it was elementary school or middle school. I remember there was this one kid who would sit in the seat behind me pretty much every day. And he was bigger than me and probably like a year or two older than me. And occasionally he would just take a rubber band and kind of stretch it between his fingers, pull back one piece of the rubber band, and then just snap it really hard into the back of my neck. This would sometimes happen multiple times throughout the course of the bus ride. And being the non-confrontational little kid that I was, and yes, I was little. I didn't hit a growth spurt until freshman, sophomore year. So I just had to sit there and take it and get these little welts on my neck going to or from school. Early in high school as a freshman, now my brother is a junior. Again, he's Mr. Varsity Football, Baseball, the pitcher, the wide receiver, kickoff returner, all this really cool popular stuff. Me, not so much. I was the geeky little flat top haircut trumpeter and marching band that stood less than five feet tall. This inevitably put a target on my back from many of the other quote-unquote finger-quotes jocks, and I remember one time after lunch, I was walking toward my locker, and it was still kind of the lunch period, so the the hallways weren't, there weren't people in the hallways because classes were either going or people were still in the lunchroom, and I see that there's just these juniors and seniors, football players or whatever, just kind of sporadically lined up down both sides of the hall, and here I come walking, and pretty instantly knew I was their prey and they were going to destroy me. And by destroy me, I mean they rushed me, grabbed me, gave me what would be called an atomic wedgie, I guess, where technically the underwear didn't go over my head, but the waistband on the backside ripped off of my underwear, went over my head and actually gave me a, like a rug burn on my throat. That was fun. That would fall under what I would call the bucket of bullying because it was done out of malice. These guys didn't know me. They were only doing it to just be assholes. The guys who dumped my head in a toilet and flushed it, they did it out of love. Don't you see the difference? So, yes, I have been the subject of quote-unquote bullying many times in my life. I've worked for bullies, bully bosses. So, let me... Steer this ship towards a point, and why the title of this episode is Bullying and Other Necessities. Here's why I'm not saying I like bullying, but it's like the old adage what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Now, a lot of you might go, Have you seen how many suicides there have been from teens in just the last 10 years over cyberbullying? Don't tell me it doesn't kill you. Well, If you really wanna bring up social media, well, now you've gone and done it. You've gotten me revved up. People who consider themselves bullied from social media, how do I put this? You're idiots, okay? Look. You can turn that shit off. You can deactivate your account. You don't have to be on social media. The only reason you're on there in the first place is because you're looking for some fulfillment, some love, some feeling of inclusivity. And as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, it's this current culture of expectation, of reciprocation. Oh, that's a mouthful. But seriously, I I can tell you from personal experience because I do not interact, for the most part, with anything that I see in my feed on social media. No one, for the most part, responds to any of my shit on social media either, and that's fine. Look, I know the better business decision would be more active on social media, and then that way I would get more people in turn, but you said, Mommy, it makes me feel dirty. Mommy, I feel so dirty. I don't know what that was an impression of, but that child has problems. But seriously, stop with feeling cyberbullied, let alone to the point of killing yourselves turn it off even if you're not being bullied limit it turn it off from time to time you don't you're not missing anything you've just gotten yourself addicted it has become a habit for people to feel like they need to check I need to see what Tom is having for dinner tonight. I won't be able to sleep unless I know if he went with the squash puree or the mashed potatoes. He seemed on the fence in his post this morning. (laughs) Oh, Tom. So indecisive you're not missing anything. There's not that much news, people. The 24-hour news cycle made it a lot of news. Social media made it even more news. Almost all of the news stories that you could possibly read in any given day, it's not news, it's filler. But I reiterate, do not bitch and complain and moan about cyber bullying. You can turn it off, that is completely different. I couldn't turn off the dude with the rubber band in the seat behind me on the bus. I can't turn that off, but guess what? I survived. And I'm perfectly fine. It didn't scar me. It welted me, but it didn't scar me. And it's even easier to feel bullied on social media because the whole purpose of social media, everyone is on there to, again, have this kind of rush, this feeling of inclusivity, of people liking or loving or caring about your stuff. There is no dislike. There is no thumbs down. That's because God forbid we make people feel bad. Just like red pens or, or pencils or whatever. When years ago that started to be an issue in schools. Well, you can't use a red pen to mark on my son's paper because that makes little Timmy feel bad. Yes, he should feel bad. He failed the test horribly. Perhaps I should have used red marker or flashing lights. But this addiction that people have to this rush of love and like and shares and comments and all that stuff, it's all superficial. And the fact is, is so many people on so many platforms and even in our news feeds, it's just toxic. It's hateful. It's angry. You know, looking for love or fulfillment or satisfaction, personal satisfaction on social media is like saying, I'm in the mood for some cookies. I'm going to go down in the sewer and see if I can find any floating around. Okay, maybe not the greatest analogy. My point being, all of that fulfillment, all of that satisfaction actually exists everywhere but social media. It exists in your actual life and the things that you're doing. Quit capturing and taking pictures of every fucking thing that you do, say, experience. Allow yourself to have your own personal consciousness, And experience things. I was talking to somebody, I was doing a fundraiser last week for the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer. I live here in Columbus, Ohio. We have the Ohio State Buckeyes. Because I have been a performer on the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer for several years, I have contacts with the people who run it and they have a bunch of really cool stuff signed by tons of players, just really cool stuff that they just give to people doing fundraisers so we can auction it off and raise money for the cause so i get the items from the cruise offices and this isn't the first fundraiser i've done from them over the years and where i've received stuff from them to auction off or whatnot and i'm looking at all this stuff as i'm taking pictures to post on social media and try and hype up the event and get more people to come out and bid and i realize over all the years i don't have a single signed piece of anything of memorabilia from the ohio state buckeyes i have had so So much valuable, cool stuff go through my fingers. But morally and ethically, I've never retained anything like that. And I've never even gone so far as to in the presence of these players and coaches to personally ask for a signature for myself. And I was telling that to someone, the guy that owns the bar, when we were setting up for the event, it kind of just occurred to me. But it also occurred to me instantly, which I said to him right after. I said, you know what, but I have all of these experiences that go above and beyond what most of these people who are going to win this ball or this signed helmet or whatnot are going to have. And those experiences are mine forever. I don't need to be in a room to be able to see that on a shelf. I don't even need to have it on a shelf at all. These memories and the experiences are mine, like I said, in my consciousness, and mine and mine only. Just like going to a concert. Don't hold your fucking phone up in the air and videotape the whole fucking concert. If you want to get a couple pictures, that's fine, but I don't want to watch the goddamn concert through 5,000 phones and fingers holding phones up. So the whole social media bullying, cyberbullying, shut up, bullshit, doesn't exist, turn it off. If you're so addicted to needing love that you're willing to just log in for brutality, that might be survival of the fittest. I know that sounds harsh and horrible, but it is also the basis on which our entire global ecosystem is built on. So am I wrong? So to summarize The aspect of bullying in this discussion I'm not necessarily Saying that it's necessary But that's another mouthful I'm saying that it can Build a thicker skin It can prepare you for some Of the shit you're going to deal with as an adult We have over coddled our children There are so many kids Right now experiencing adulthood For the first time and Then you have the ones that haven't even gotten there yet That are just so ill equipped to handle Modern society because they have experienced Experience the majority of their world through these virtual chat rooms, and they don't even play video games anymore They watch other people play video games I don't know why seems like the biggest waste of time to me If you're not gonna go outside and experience life at least fucking experience the game don't watch it (sighs) Okay, this one this is this episode is becoming a little rant filled. That's fine. That's fine I will try and keep my blood pressure in check It is currently pissed off over angry, so uh, we'll try and bring it down just a notch. But I think a lot of the issue with these ill-equipped generations on handling actual life after adulthood is everyone's gotten so afraid of discipline. There's no discipline in schools allowed. I went through so much shit. I was duct taped in my chair in Catholic school. I've had my hand swatted. I mean, I got the belt countless times by my own father, but I also understood and learned consequence, which is extremely important. So while discipline and things like that seem like they can be very extreme, I'm not saying your child spills milk on the floor and you punch him in the face and say, God damn Andrew, you're six years old, you don't know how to handle your fucking milk? That's not what I'm saying. Maybe slap him in the face. Don't punch him. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Look, I'm not a fan of time out. Time out. Oh, yeah, let's send the five-year-old off to sit on the stairs for 15 minutes. You know, the the person in the house whose imagination is better than our entire on-demand system. 15 minutes sitting on the stairs? He is off in his own world. He's fine. That is not a punishment, and there's not much consequence being learned. All he's learning is I can do all this fucked up shit, but I guess I'll have to go sit on the stairs for 15 minutes. Oh, shucks not a real consequence learning consequences is important and that's why some of these things are necessities in my opinion and while we're on the topic of child raising i think this applies in general in life at any age but very important as a child one thing we've also gotten away from with child discipline is winners and losers everybody gets a trophy I remember when my son was old enough to start doing flag football, and then my daughter could do cheerleading in the same league. They were probably five and six at the time. Cute as hell. They still are, but they were cuter then. But I refused to let him play in any kind of league, any kind of sport that didn't keep score. There's no lesson to be learned, but we've gotten so coddling, and that's why everyone is so thin-skinned and so shocked when someone says something... (laughs) mean to me (laughs) on Twitter. (laughs) I'm the type of person that believes that we learn nothing from success. We learn nothing from winning. It is only losing and it is only failure from which we learn how to do things differently and maybe next time succeed. Maybe we fail if at first you don't succeed. Try, try again. I'm full of old adages. But failure is what builds us. You can hold your hand over the hot burner like an inch or two above it for as long as you want. It's going to get really warm and it might get really hot, but you're not going to necessarily have to pull your hand away. I guarantee you if you touch your hand to that same burner, you will immediately pull your hand away and you will never want to get your hand near that burner again. That's learning from a mistake. And there are so many things in life that are invisible, emotional things. That's kind of again where bullying comes into play. You need to make sure that your mind is tough enough to handle this world because this does kind of tie together with the consciousness stuff that I was talking about is you have to understand that everyone lives in their own consciousness and not in yours. You can't expect everyone to have the same perspective as yours. You can't expect everyone to think you're a good person. You can't expect everyone to love you. You can't expect everyone to laugh at your jokes. You can't expect to play a game and always win. You can't expect to do something that you know is wrong and just have to go sit on the stairs for 15 minutes. So of course I don't like bullying, but it's part of life. There are assholes everywhere. Let's quit calling them bullies. Let's just call them assholes and let's just take the whole verb out of it. Or we can turn asshole into a verb if you want. Like I was asshole today on Twitter. Which is a completely different meaning than saying, I was asshole today on Craigslist. I do think it is important to instill discipline and a sense of consequence and a fear of consequence to everyone. Constantly. We need to be constantly reminded so that we can control some of those more animalistic and stupid instincts. Kind of like I talked about with me and physical confrontation. We all have the ability to control that. If you don't have the ability to control it, we have facilities for you located all across the state. We have lovely rooms overlooking the yard, padding included. This won't be the last you hear about me bitching about this thin-skinned society. This is just one aspect of it. I encourage anyone, anyone, anyone who's listening to me, whether you agree with me or not on any of this shit, if you ever feel like you're being upset by social media or somehow it's depressing you, upsetting you, disappointing you, anything like that, turn it off. Give yourself a break even, like a week, a month. I, I implore all of you to do that, whether you're being quote unquote cyber bullied or not. Go live life. Life does not exist on social media or the internet or the television. Quit looking for love in a land of toxicity, i.e. don't eat sewer cookies. Thank you again, everyone, for tuning in. Please go to Jeff Schaefer, J-E-F-S-H-A-F-F-E-R.com and find out more about my music, my artwork on my Etsy store, and continue to listen to the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast. Please subscribe on the platform you are listening to this on. Until next time, I'm Jeff. And I'm Jeff. (laughs) Good night.